like a weird um, thing with it because I feel I'm I'm a very conscious person about like where what I do and how it affects the world. Like I'm vegan. Integrity. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the the thought of you know having a company like you know produce things for me, but not knowing where those products are coming from, where they're ending them afterwards, because it did. I was doing some research recently for a side project and found out in 2012, 80% of the U.S. Um, textiles ended up in a landfill. I know. That's the, what is that? What is that called? There's a term for that. Um, something, something not disposable fashion, but something fashion. Oh, well, fast fashion. Fast fashion, yeah. yeah. And, like, that's something now that I really try and keep in mind is, like, longevity of something and the fact that, like, I don't want it to end up in a landfill and continue to pollute our earth because... Mm-hmm. You know, no matter how much art I create, like, it's not, it's not permanent, and our earth is, you know, it's, it's suffering right now because of actions that people don't really consider so detrimental, you know, but, like, something like that of, like, the business side of me is, like, yes, I would love to hop onto this app to be able to prove myself, but as, like, you know, my own morals and integrity as a person, I, I really, like, have to stop and think, like, is this something I want to contribute to? Um, like, I do need to do my own research into it, too, to know, right. like, how beneficial this would be. Because it's not something that, I f- if I were to do it, it wouldn't be something I would stick with forever. So then that way I, I could produce more sustainable products. Yes. Things that don't harm the planet so much. Right. So then that way it's... Um, so you feel that that was not a good thing because you felt like if somebody else is producing it, it would be much of it or did you feel because it wasn't you making it Um, or both a little bit of both i feel like the market is like you know obviously like i'm not the only artist on there so it's kind of oversaturated and very similar products so it takes it takes away that individuality of the fact that like i hand make some of my products and some of them are hand painted and yeah sometimes i feel like i don't always get like the time i've like the money Mm -hmm. for the time that i spent but at the same time like i feel at ease with my own conscience, the fact that, like, you know, I, this is what I made. Like, right. this you is what, made it. yeah. Right. You know that some, um, I can't really name names, but I know that some big artists like Leroy Neiman, and I don't think he's alive, I don't know who's alive or not, but <laughs> some, these big, but I, I know some artists who are very talented, where, wherein they would make their stuff. So, in other words, if you were to buy a, and, I, and again, I'm not saying this is, I'm not saying it was Leroy Neiman, but it was a guy mm-hmm. like a Leroy Neiman or a, you know. Yeah. And you buy it, and it's, say, a print, mm-hmm. you know, but he didn't make it. Yeah. You know, and because the, what, these, what these big artists do is they, Shepard Fair, you know. Yeah. And I'm not saying he does it. I'm saying that they hire very talented artists who are very precise at making art, who can just knock off anything. Mm-hmm. And they pay them to basically yeah. make, you know, and, and so you, you look at it, and it's a painting, and you're like... That used to bother me too because when I first started, um, the very first show I ever did, my dad does digital printing and he had got oh, me some okay. material. Yeah. That, and I was hand drawing every single every single sticker that I was selling. Yeah. So by the second show, I had drawn probably like 200 stickers for the show. Wow. And I just like absolutely loved that like each person whenever they bought something they were getting. Right. But then fast forward a few shows and like I don't have time to start like producing the amount of product that I need to make money for a show then I had to switch to prints and like my heart hurt a little bit Mm -hmm. because I was like it's 
it's not an original and i and i loved i loved that like being able to give an original because how you don't ever get stickers and expect it to be hand drawn no, no. And, and an original no. exactly they're always mm-hmm. yeah. so like recently i just got some more material and um you know i do i do enjoy you know street art and whatnot and i have yeah. i have put up a few pieces at um chino yeah and um you know, but the, you know, the legality of everything and fines and whatnot, and it's not something I, I want to dip into, yeah. especially right now with my injury, but I, I've started drawing stickers again, and cool. I, and I want to keep doing that, and I also want to do it as a, you know, um, I want to sell them, but I, I, I want to keep putting them up, because it's, um, like, instead of just, like, you know, tagging and you know typical like street art graffiti like you yeah. know something that has like an actual impact when you look at it and it has like an actual underlying message you know and you know it's not approved by the city so it has it's the thrill of it too okay. it's so yeah. much more fun yes. to it's it's a different medium that i'm working with instead of drawing on paper right right that's cool that's kind of cool that balance yeah there's a um a friend of mine again i can't mention who it is but <laughs> he used to make wonderful stencils and he would um put them on um, you go to the post office with this priority mail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. It was mm-hmm. so kind of like a barge, but is it a barge? I mean, I guess. Yeah. You know. But, but I, yeah, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I just find it really ironic because I had gone to go buy, I think, just some, like, clear coat for um, another project I was working on, and then it has, you know, like, the penal code right there by all the spray paint talking <laughs> it, about... It does with malicious intent like, oh that's interesting you know okay. and I was like that's really interesting so like if I were to get caught up and say it wasn't with malicious intent is that a loophole I like, did it I, I did it with malicious love <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> you know it's it's a shame like when you look out places and like you see beautiful artwork being covered up or just like not emphasized like you know, you go to L.A. and there's a lot of street art, or you go to, like, San Francisco and it's, like, it's everywhere. There's places where it's flourishing, but there's also, it's it's so suppressed. And it, you know, I feel like it's not just, you know, we just want things to look nice. I feel like it's a suppression done on purpose because it, like, you suppress somebody's creativity, you suppress that, like, higher consciousness of thinking, like, that individuality and creativity that everybody has as a person. Yeah. But, you know, we are constantly, like, you know, art isn't emphasized as you go through junior high and high school. It's, right. it's something very pushed aside and, honestly, very underfunded. Yes. So when you, you cut that out and, you know, the world becomes so blasé and then you want to take it away from just, like, the simple fact of, like, that somebody wants to put a beautiful painting up on a wall yeah. that has no, like, derogatory meaning or underlying like negative message like why not leave it up like yeah. what what is the point of it other than to suppress that creativity interesting and now, that higher the, thinking what would be the um motivation to suppress the creativity and the higher thinking oh to take away that individuality that like everybody has as a person to get them to fall in the line of that that corporate way of thinking that like you're just a slave to the system right don't because because people in power they don't want people to have hope oh no that's the last thing they want right now. Right. There's there's a lot of things going on in the world that, you know, it's, there's so much oppression and, and um, taking and not giving nowadays. Yes. And, like, that's, that's, that's my ultimate thing as an artist is to give, mm. to give back. Service. Yes. Yeah. And 
maybe not necessarily in product, just in like a message, like that that positive giving of a message to to love more and to hate less. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I like that. <laughs> you said a great thing about your art. You said something about expansion. What, is the, what does that mean? Well, expansion of your consciousness, and as understanding that we are in this physical form, but that's not the only form of being that we are as 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 beings. You know, there's. There's a higher consciousness that connects us to so much more in the world. You know, everything is connected, like, in nature, as a person, to animals, everything. It's all interconnected. Okay. And there's been more studies shown on it. Like, recently I just read an article about, um, like, the human aura and how it affects the earth. Yeah. And it, like, you know, a lot of it, like, really, um, it wasn't entirely new. Because, yeah. you know, it, it all makes sense. But some of the, you know, topics are highlighted of, um, you know, just doing, uh, like, meditations and whatnot. And there was a study shown that, uh, I'm trying to remember where it was at, but it was a school, uh, a college that had done a study. And a group of individuals would meditate, and they would meditate with a certain purpose. And where they had done the, like, the, um, the study on to see how the meditations would work, how it, how it in- decreased... The, the violence that was going on in the area and the overall energy of it and just emphasizing the fact that like what you what you breathe into the world what you speak into the world is what you receive back and not just as a person but as like a community in its whole okay. and for the world itself like it, you you breathe that love and that positivity into into your own environment and you see love and positivity come back like around you just not just as your own individual being but um, like friends and family and in nature and everything, it, it's it all has um, a balance with. You're it. saying it's all interconnected. Yeah. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. You could affect everything just by saying something to this person over here. Exactly. Whatever, right. Because it's just mm-hmm. its energy goes out. How long have you been thinking about something like that? Um, well, once I went vegan, it was a, a very like sh- shifting thing for my life. It opened my eyes up to a lot of different. Why did you go vegan? I have a sister that actually had been vegan already, and then she was raising my youngest nephew, and my mom had gone over one day, and then they had watched that documentary, What the Health, wow. and my mom came home <laughs> and was like... Those <laughs> Yeah, it's but so sometimes... Cool. I mean, yeah. Sometimes those are the things we need to see, though, in order for they things to, to really click. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. It's, that's, that's another it's form. powerful uh, corporation there, right? Food? Oh, Yeah. So one of the most powerful, second to the pharmaceutical companies. Right. So, but, yeah, going vegan was, you know, my mom came home and said she was doing it. And I was like, well, I might as well because she cooks everything. Yeah, it's good <laughs> for you, yeah. Right. So I had gone vegetarian and then I watched the documentary two weeks later. And, and then along with that documentary, I had watched a documentary called um, Chasing Coral, which was on coral bleaching in the Great Barrier Reef. Oh, okay. I've and seen then, photos of that. Yeah. and then realizing how that correlates to animal agricultural um, industries and how that affects our climate and everything, and I was just like, I'm not ignorant to this anymore, and I can't just not, I can't just keep living life like Lying my diet yourself. is not contributing to like a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. So, and then once that happened, it was just like a a different passion that I didn't realize I had, and like I love it, and it's been a like, I credit a lot of my my healing because 
I had surgery five and a half weeks ago, yeah. and I haven't been taking any medications other than the aspirin that they prescribed me for a blood thinner. Oh, yeah. And yeah, um, you can get, uh, right, blood clots and everything. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, no animal products at all in my diet, and then I take a turmeric supplement, which uh -huh. helps with my anti-inflammatory. Yeah. yeah. Is it a pill? Or? It's um, it's like a shake that I drink. It's oh. called golden milk, and it's a mix of like turmeric, cinnamon. Um, I'm trying to think of, there's like four different ingredients in it, really? but it's just. I hope there's something good in there because turmeric's a little bitter. Yeah. No, it's um, it has like an orthopedic taste, kind of. It does. Yeah. Oh really? Oh, that's mm -hmm. cool. So I drink that in the morning, and um, like that's that's all I take. Are you the, are you are you uh, Mexican? Yes, I am Hispanic and Native American. Okay. Have you? Can you imagine trying to tell some other Mexican that no, it tastes like horchata? They'd be like, no, no, it doesn't. Yeah, it's it's a stretch, but when I try and explain what it tastes like, it's yeah. not. Um, I mix it with like almond milk too. Yeah. So it's a little sweeter, but. It's, I would prefer to drink that than take a narcotic. Right, yeah. Because right. they were prescribed, they had prescribed me Percocets, and I very seldom, if ever, take a pain pill. Sure. And to take that, it was so overwhelming to my system, it would just lay me out. I That's couldn't true. do anything. Right. right. And, you know, I've been doing physical therapy, and you know, every so often I have to make sure I get to a certain degree of, and like the range of motion in my knee, and right okay. now I'm trying to get to 90 degrees. But before that, um, my physical therapist was encouraging me to take, you know, just one pill before, so then that right, way to, you to up, be able so to loosen speak. me up. Yeah. But it was just like, it made me cringe at the thought of having to like put that poison into my body because it just like ultimately it was making my anxiety really bad too. Right. Those those types of narcotics will do that to you, and I wasn't. I was like, I'm feeling this way, and my dad had to remind people these types of medications will do that to you, and it, yes. I was just like. So you want me to take a pill for an hour of time right. that will... Screw you up the rest of the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm not okay with that. So instead of doing that, I just would do my exercises three times a day, more than the, what they were telling me, and then okay. I was reaching the same goals that he wanted me to meet. Which is the bottom line. Exactly. Yeah. And I, was, I remember talking to my mom about it and saying, you know, like, why isn't that more promoted? Instead of him telling me to go home and take a pill before I come, why didn't he just tell me to do my exercises more so then that way... I would speed up the process more right. instead right. of going to like a quick fix. Mm. You know, that's that's how it is nowadays with the medical industry. It's you know. Well, they want to hook you only, too. They yeah, want you, they want you to be on things for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, they they and I'm sure it somehow could prolong your life by what, like a day, a week, yeah. a year. I mean, and is it worth all the poison? And mm -hmm. it's a very um, you know those the medical people have become. It's very negligent, and it's not yeah. with the best interest of no, the not patient. Our interest always. No. no, there are there are many doctors out there that you know it's not their fault. It's the teaching that they've been taught. You know, it's. You I know, think it's the money it, behind them too. Mm -hmm. I think when you put money into a thing, people are kind of kooky. Yeah. They lie a little bit. They lie to themselves, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's because you know our um, interpretation of happiness and like where it comes from is you know so. Um, like revolves around money, you yes. know. And yes, money is a very like important part of living. You know, you can't buy food, you can't like yes. live in a house. But it's also not like the sole entity that like powers us as people. Yes, right. And it's like I I keep telling my mom, uh, you know, I feel like people feel more sorry for me right now than I do for myself. Like if my injuries, look 
my leg and it's it's pretty gnarly to look at like my scars are I have two plates and ten screws in my leg wow. from from the injury and yeah, it was like one of the most like excruciating things I've ever had to go to go through, but it's also been one of the most eye-opening things for me. How and so? um, I, when it happened, I was going through a lot of stuff, and then I let go of like relationships in my life that I needed to let go of, uh-huh. and just to really it like you do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. just to know that like I'm I'm my own being, and I needed to be my own being, and to know that you know, like. Just to think about, too, like, I have another two months till I can even walk again. Yep. So I was, like, stressing on the fact that it was going to be three months till I was going to have to walk. And it was just, like, what am I going to do? But um, I'm very thankful, too, I have my artwork. Because if I had broken my hand, I would be probably a depressed wreck. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's been been my coping mechanism. It's been the only thing that allows me to, like, release my emotions in a healthy way. Yeah. But, like, people forget, like, just because, like, somebody's, like, injured, whether it's permanently or for a time being, like, that's, your your happiness doesn't just come from being able to do, it's just from being. Right. You know, if you're not, ha- if you're not happy and content with yourself as a person, like, you can't, you can't bring happiness to other people, too. True. It shows that. You know, this, you're, it's an interesting thing you just said. My, I did a podcast with one of my heroes, he's this guy named Kurt Biscara. Mm-hmm. He was a skater. And um, he became a really famous drummer. And I was really, a, I'm really a drummer, mm-hmm. you know, myself. I'm not really a photographer or, or anything else. But, um, and he had to quit skateboarding because he's afraid that he's going to um, hurt himself. Because he plays for, like, the Rolling Stones, Elton John. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a major. So he's afraid if he falls, he's going to screw up his wrist, and then he can't play. And, or even if he heals it up, that he won't play the same after as mm-hmm. an artist, do you think about that? Yes and no, because <laughs> skateboarding is just like, it's it's a love. It's, it was my first boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. So, like, but I can definitely, like, empathize with that and understand that. Because I do think about that as an artist. Like, you know, um, I was very lucky. Like, I didn't injure my hands or yes. anything like that. Because I, I really don't know what I would have done if the situation had been flipped and I had to hit my head or... Yeah broken my arm because yeah. I wouldn't be able to cope in the same ways that I'm so used to being able to cope with. I think you'd have found a way though. <laughs> yeah, I probably would have used yeah. my toes or something. Or, or, you know, there's this dude that I saw, he got, he was a drummer and he was in this horrible accident, he was in a farm and he melted his whole body and his fingers had to cut all the pieces off and, and uh, so he wanted to um, play drums again so he basically took um, rubber bands and he tied sticks to his hands mm. and he played but he didn't play like oh well he's good I mean he played at a level where he's playing now with like the top musicians in the world like jazz mm-hmm. like hardcore if you heard him play you'd you, you're no like idea. oh you'd have no idea mm-hmm. that that guy's doing that so I feel like you know there's a, there's a way around it like if oh you, yeah you, where there's a will there's a way yeah that would have been like if the c- circumstances had been switched you know I would have handled things differently yeah but um yeah, it is something I do take into consideration, like, but it's also something that I don't, is like... Is it worth giving up skateboarding for? No. Because <laughs> that's my thing. I always try to my, tell my friend, Kurt, because we're friends now, is, like, how do you not skateboard? Yeah. Like, just because you're going to play Elton John or, or <laughs> whoever, that's great. I mean, I would love to do that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I would trade that for skateboarding. Yeah, same. 
But that's everybody to each their own. Yeah. You know, that's what he feels like his priority is and how, how he needs to focus in. Right. Not, yeah. not, I'm not picking on you, Kurt. <laughs> I'll guarantee he'll listen to that. Because he loves skateboarding. Um, but yeah, I wonder about that with you being an artist. That mm-hmm. It's certainly potential. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's definitely something that I can't, I don't let it fester because then no, it's like, it's, it's that, not worth thinking about. Yeah. I'm just trying to, you know, stir this up. <laughs> <laughs> we can all think about anything that could mm-hmm. be a challenge. Possibly go wrong. Yes. You can go crazy doing that. It mm-hmm. makes no sense. No, not at all. Yeah. Living in the present is like the key. Yes. Do you have do you do you think that way? Do you have a thing like I have a I have anxiety sometimes and it's because I think about the past. Mm-hmm. Or I think about the future. Mm-hmm. You know? And when I think about the present I don't have any anxiety. Oh yeah. And skateboarding helps me think about the present because I'm so afraid I'm gonna fall at any second. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it, it focuses me up, you know, to be on the board and just and I don't have anything. I just carve around, or you know, if I get a grind, my friends are smacking the coping with their, you know, seeing seeing a true miracle, <laughs> um, you know. But but that's you know, that's one of the ways that I deal with anxiety is, the, is skating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of artists have anxiety. A lot of artists have depression. Or, mm-hmm. You know. It's a. Yeah, mental health is a, is a very real thing. And it's much more um, talked about now, yeah. which is great. It was a taboo. Oh, yeah. To be depressed. To be, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yet everybody had it. Oh. I mean, not just artists. I mean, like, lawyers and doctors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've i dealt with um, my share of, like, depression and anxiety. Yeah. And I still struggle a little bit with um, anxiety, but I really do credit a lot of, like, my ease of like mind and not feeling that way anymore to my diet you know not I agree yeah um, that's a big you think help. it's a sugar thing or a chemical thing or both I think or? it's a um, it's both and hormones too in like injected into meat and everything oh right you're eating that when you think about that yeah um, you know in that documentary what the health they talk about there's like over 400 different types of pharmaceutical drugs that you know are fed to animals right. not for consu- to make money yeah not for consumer um, benefit you no. know and when you think about that like you're overwhelming your system with all those different types of drugs like how could you not be affected sure. like how is there not those pills aside- yeah exactly yeah. yeah just because it goes into them and like they poop doesn't mean everything comes out like, no absolutely it's, it's it stays all in your flesh. yeah 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 so I, yeah a lot of it I credit to my diet, and then also having a positive outlet, right. too. Because if you, like, if you struggle with those types of things, but you don't have any kind of outlet to cope with it, whether it's talking to somebody or being physically active or making art or some kind of outlet, yep. you're you're just stuck in your head. You have no way right. to it's communicate. Like a trap, a yeah. yeah, right. So. So now I have a question for you because I'm old, and, and <laughs> in my life there's been a few times when the doctor said you got to lose weight. Or you're so if I went. So I, a lot of times I do eat a lot more uh, in a vegetarian way. Mm-hmm. Even certain days I'll go vegan almost all day long. Mm-hmm. But I'm a protein guy, you know. So like, love, <laughs> I love, the I love protein. you know. And so like I love. What I'll do is sometimes I'll, I'll take tofu and I'll smash it up, and I'll fry it in some oil, and I'll put some uh, red pepper flake and some lemon juice and maybe some soy sauce in there, and, and I make like tacos, you know, and I'll like, get mm-hmm. some corn tortillas, and I'll, and they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like my doctor probably wouldn't like the salt content. <laughs> the the infamous protein uh, right? question though is yeah. like the is that what everybody asks it's, vegans it's, yeah it because I do feel more stable when I have protein oh yeah I feel a little skittery if I just you waffles, get most of your energy from it is that what it is yeah uh-huh. but it's also um, 
we live in a society like you know everything is marketed with meat base so it's like of course they're going to label it with protein but you have to also consider like we don't need as much as they market it to us too and and if we don't how are their kids going to go to college (laughs) um but there's like you get protein from everywhere you you like a cup of lentils is 18 grams of protein. Like, I had to take my first surgery that I had last year. I had I didn't really take that into consideration because I had barely been vegan for um, maybe, like, a month and a half. Yeah. And three days after my surgery, because I was trying to do it, no pain pills, nothing, yeah. and um, I had passed out from the pain. And oh, I wow. didn't really consider the fact, too, that I wasn't eating enough, but not... Like, I was eating enough for normal, but because of my healing and everything, oh, I had to double I had to double my intake. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, everything that I was eating was going to heal my leg. Right. You're on double energy. Mm-hmm. You need more energy. But I just OD'd on beans and lentils yeah. and um, kale's very high in protein and it's a superfood. I love Calcium. Kale. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's, it's, I love beans and I love lentils. Yeah. You yeah. eat... You need, you could eat beans and you're just fine for the day. I mean, there's there's plenty of other things. And it, like, with any kind of lifestyle, yeah. there comes research and trial and error. Right. And you, you figure out what works for you and what doesn't. I'd really just ask you what you eat for breakfast. Then I don't have to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Smoothies. I'm a big smoothie drinker. You do that? Yeah. What do you put in your smoothie? Oh, what don't I put in my smoothie? <laughs> so let's see. I you put... don't put meat in your smoothie? <laughs> no, definitely not. No meat, no milk. But um, almond milk, yeah. I do hemp seeds, chia seeds, flax seeds. Yep. A hemp seed by itself, a serving of hemp seed is like 10 grams of protein. Really? Which is already like a quarter of your intake for I the day. I have a bunch of those in my refrigerator. I didn't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. So I have to throw that in my smoothie. There you go. Or in okay. your, you could put it on your toast or you could put it in your okay. yogurt. What's the flax seed? That's the, the good... Flax seed is, um, they kind of look like... I have those, but what is it good for? Because I have all these things, but I'm like, they just taste like... Sesame seeds, what do I do? It's with really high in fiber. Yeah. Um, it's really good to keep you regular for right. your bowel movements yeah. and everything. Um, it's also, it's just a, um, a lot of the seeds are just all superfoods where they're really high in, um, like, a variety of different nutrients okay. and stuff. So for the amount of food you're eating, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Chia seeds I put into, which are high in, um, like, the omega-3s that you need for your body. Omega-3s. So instead of having to, like, take fish oil, like, people think you need to take. Which I do, I take like a thousand of those a day. <laughs> Stick with, I would switch to the chia seeds. Chia seeds, really? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so I do a serving of those three seeds. What will be a serving for you? Um, it says it on the package. So okay. I just go like what the package says. Okay, yeah. Um, hemp seeds is about three, I think. I think flax is like the same, tablespoons. And then chia is like a tablespoon. So if I'm going to throw all those seeds in my smoothie, can I throw like a half a cup of honey in there? What do I do to I put, um, yeah, so the seeds, I put kale, a banana, an apple, an orange. I throw the oh, orange. A lot of fruit. Oh, yeah. There's your sugar. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and fiber. Yeah, I put in like at least a cup of kale, if not more, like around. I grow kale in my front yard. Oh, I love kale. Yeah. It's also really good. It's really good for anxiety because really? it, it detoxes your body of heavy metals. And really? heavy metal, um, like toxicity in your body, is like one of the number one causes of anxiety. Metal. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So then, yeah. It must be full of metal. <laughs> We'd be surprised what um, what's in our bodies that we would have never have thought. Right. Is it because you can't get it out, the metal? Is that why? It- um, I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, it's harder to detox. So you, there's certain foods that you just, like, you have to eat them in, in order to be able to detox your body properly. I always feel better when I eat kale. I always thought it was the iron, but it's mm-hmm. not, huh? And there's, um, well, it's high in iron. It's high in calcium, which I didn't know that. Calcium's important, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
because everybody thinks you know milk is so high in calcium. Your mom's but... texting over there. She, she oh, just come just... over here if she's here. Let me see. Let me text her. Tell her because I don't want her to. It's hot. She's the one that got you into this, right? Yeah. Well, my sister and then my mom and then once once oh, I because your mom cooked, you had to. You're yeah. Like, well, now I'm screwed. I have to. <laughs> But, because, like, when she first went vegan, and then she she was kind of, um, her thing was the cheese. Like, she was she like, didn't want to give that up. I don't know how I'm going to give up my cheese. But it wasn't that hard, because when you, um. Does she do the, uh, uh, what's that stuff I sprinkle on my popcorn? It's, uh. The diet. Nutritional yeast? She oh, yeah. She is, she's a big baker. Okay. So she uses that a lot. And, um, yeah, nutritional yeast is big on, um, for, like substitute cheeses yeah but frankly like now i don't know i've noticed too because your taste buds adapt so much once you change and like your body detoxes of everything like you crave a whole different type of palate like i i swear i eat like more variety and better now than like i've ever eaten my entire life like so much more flavor yeah yeah Yeah. because people talk about um oh you're missing out but like when you think about it like any kind of meat or anything you're eating you're seasoning it with plants like true like so, what like what like, like, like soy sauce or well not just like soy sauce but like dry rubs and like you know when you season your your hamburger patties that's like you, you're using all different types of spices that's the flavor yeah right. exactly so you're right. not you're not eating you're not getting most of the flavor from the meat it's no. all from plants that's interesting i never thought about that so you can you can season your substitutes like um Tofu. Yeah, anything uh-huh. with the same kind of seasoning you would put on your burger and get a very similar taste, nice. like taste palette. Right. That's true. I didn't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's good, you know. I mean, um, I'll have to think about that. So you do a smoothie in the morning. Yeah, and I didn't even finish you my bu- ingredients. Oh, go. You, yeah. that's, you have <laughs> apple and you have yeah. all these three foods. I drink foods. my smoothies like like 600 calories in the morning that I drink. Okay. And yeah, that's so, awesome. 600 so this, calories. Those three seeds banana and orange and apple i put the orange in because kale has a really bitter taste yes and sometimes it can be really gnarly and i've noticed when you put the citrus in it like yeah i go to uh, it takes uh, out the, the cheesecake factory and uh-huh. it's kale salad and it's a citrus dressing mm-hmm. yeah, that's why. and then um let's see lately i've just been putting water in instead of almond milk why is that you're out of almond milk um sometimes because there's also there's different types of vegan there are there's raw vegan which is like you eat right um, i've seen that only word. in like uh raw vegetables raw vegetables yes. in their raw form right so i was trying to make it more raw because um almond milk it's it doesn't have like the most like amazing nutritional value yeah. it's just it's better than drinking milk. regular milk right but it's um, not like milk at all no yeah and I don't, it's, the taste isn't, like, if I add water into the almond milk, it's not like the taste is so different, because I have so much fruit in there, it's not, it doesn't um, throw it off or anything. Have you ever had almond milk with Captain Crunch? No, I haven't. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> I, say that. I discovered that um, Almond Breeze does, like, chocolate almond milk. I saw that. And it is freaking amazing. It is so <laughs> good. I love it. Can't you just take almond milk and get some Hershey's chocolate, you know, syrup and squirt it in there and just make it? I'm not sure, because, um... Unless it's dark chocolate, any you want pretty much any chocolate has Coca-Cola. dairy in it. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Well, that's true because it's milk chocolate. Yeah. I never thought about mm-hmm. that. Wow. That's great. You gotta remember that. Yeah. And then occasionally I'll put in like spinach if we have it. Yeah. Spinach and kale. A bunch of iron there again. Mm-hmm. Spinach. Yeah. Right. And then I think I think that's it. 
Yeah, so banana, apple, orange, kale, spinach, almond milk. So it's like this brown, green. Yeah, so it's funny because, like, it changes color. Yeah. Because... I'm trying to think. So sometimes right when I have it, when I'm going to make it, it's a little brownish tint. Okay. And then as the time goes on, it turns really green. Is that oxidation or something? I'm not sure, but I would think it has something to do with that. But mm. you would look at it and not think it tastes that great. But all you taste is the fruit. Right. Because when you put that citrus in, the kale, like all the citrus green. strong. All the green yeah. taste, yeah, just goes away completely. Yeah. yeah. When I cook, I use citrus and uh, like say on because I still eat meat sometimes on chicken or, or, or like I said the tofu tacos it's yeah. generally like lemon and soy sauce it gives you that sort of vinegar imitation mm-hmm. yeah. yeah sometimes like even because I'll put a whole orange in and sometimes the citrus is like a little too overpowering yeah. if it's really it sweet right. and I can feel like that tingly feeling in my mouth you know mm-hmm. sometimes you need too much pineapple or something yeah Right. Like that. Right. But sometimes then I get a uh, orange that isn't sweet enough, and then I'm like, oh, well, I can really taste the kale today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's your breakfast, or what would you do for lunch? For lunch? Um, it just kind of depends. A lot of time I'll t- I would take, like, a leftover to school, but I do a lot of sandwiches. Um, yeah. Like, I like to It's do... all about preparation, right? Yeah. Because to live in this world and to eat this way, like, if I leave right now, there's no way I'm going to get something healthy at any fast food joint well actually there's quite a few places like there's a falafel place right down the street yeah. the falafel wraps are vegan yeah. and then um there's loving hut in upland there's also a thai vegan place right around the corner yeah. lay's pizza thai vegan is amazing right? i can't even tell the difference it's so good it's i bizarre. just ate there recently yeah it's so good it's like weird it's like they tell you oh this is the chicken and it tastes just like chicken mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy and then I know Blaze Pizza, their uh, pizza crust is uh, vegan. Oh. So you could just get a veggie pizza. There's a lot of, like, now that it's kind of on the rise, yeah. veganism, it's, um, it's, a market. it's easier to. And then I just go to, sp- if I'm really that hungry, I'll just go to the supermarket and get some fruit really quick. You do? Yeah. It's probably quicker, right? Mm-hmm. What about In-N-Out? What can you get there that's vegan? I know you can do, um, I- it's, bas- it's basically just like a lettuce wrap with. Um, I-, I have that record. Yeah, that's we, one of my favorite records. We went and seen him. I've um, seen him too. Yeah? Is that his final tour again? Yeah. <laughs> Three year final. That's my Vic- mom, Mary, by the way. Mary. I was telling Victoria that I did a podcast with one of his, one of the Alan John drummers. Yeah. 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 He was one of my big influences when I was a kid. Really? Road, Captain Fantastic, um, yeah, all that stuff. Love it. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Victoria was like, you can tell he's getting old, mom. He's real slow. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty darn old. <laughs> yeah, he's but pretty old. Two hours of straight piano playing, gotta give it to Did him. he ever pick up his piano stool and throw it down on the ground? No, they used to be his signatures, he'd pick up it and he'd throw it on the ground. Every song. He was very mellow. Oh. But it was, it was a great show. They had a, um, because we seen him at the at Caesar's Palace okay. in the Forum, and like the whole screen in the back, there was like a whole digital thing going on each um, and like different lighting and the, on the stage and everything each yeah. each song that played. So even though he was he was very immobile, the stage was very vibrant. It moved for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So so now we're just talking about food. So what, uh, what, what do you mean? Oh, so you said you left over something like that. So yeah, so for dinner, lunch. Is there 
Yeah. Usually, cause like I, um, I'm at school when I when I eat lunch. Yeah. So sometimes I'll take like a thermos of like leftover soup that you make or something like a lentil soup. Because I was telling her that because I'm older, I have to sometimes watch what I eat. And I've actually considered going vegetarian or vegan many times. I kind of will do a day of just vegan or a day of just vegetarian. And I'm like, it's not really that bad. I actually kind of feel better when I eat because I'm not so stuffed. I actually like to eat to where it just hurt me. <laughs> like, I barely make it to the car, you know? Like, to me, that was, I ate some food just now. <laughs> you know? But then, but now I feel a little better when I don't eat that way. Mm-hmm. Like I've been joking lately, like I've been a black hole in my stomach. Like I just feel like I can just eat and eat and eat. Mm. And yesterday we were at my grandpa's house, and I had my second serving, and he was like, "Gosh, Miha, where does it all go?" Yeah. I was like, "See, this is just the joys of being vegan. You can just eat and eat and Without eat." Without guilt. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it does wonders for your stomach. It it's easier on the stomach. It has to be right. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Are you? So you're Mexican. How do you make pozole, you know, and how do you not have the pozole? How do you not have menudo? How do you not have uh, chilaquiles and uh, tamales? And it's been a year. There's, I, I that's for, it's been a year for you. Yeah, yeah. almost a year. Yeah. About a week and a half or something. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I guess I, I kind of miss it, but there, it, I don't find myself wanting to go back. Yeah, you, so I quit Coke years ago, like 10, 15 years ago, and I had a Coke one day. Oh, my God, it was horribly salty, and it was like, you could taste the chemicals almost. It almost mm-hmm. tasted like ammonia in there, and, and, uh... It's just, like, the, the, the outcome from, like, cutting it out <laughs> is greater than, like, thinking about what you miss. Like, yeah, and I remember what tamales taste like. I had so many. Mm-hmm. Not like I have to have it until I die. <laughs> it's know? funny how cravings change, I used to be a chocolate, chocolate. That's what she was saying. Oh my gosh, I could never get enough chocolate into me, no matter what, no matter how bad. What's I wrong with chocolate, you know? And I have chocolate now. It sits in my room and it sits there. Right. I don't. Does it taste different to... now to you? No, no. No. Is there a kind of chocolate you can have? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this don't make it with milk. There's, well, like she bakes a lot with dark chocolate. Yeah. And then there's this vegan place in Covina called One Veg World, and they have like a little store with all kinds of stuff. They, they call it milk chocolate, M-E-L-K. So it's name? I don't know. It's just like their spoof okay. on the milk chocolate. On. Yeah. But um, yeah, it tastes just like regular chocolate. Does it's really it? good. Oh, awesome. They had like a line of like eight different chocolate bars. So years ago, uh, I grew up with this actor John Stamps. One of his makeup artists, she befriended me or something at her house, and she made me these vegan cookies, you know, and they were horrible. <laughs> She's telling me about how, but so that stuff's gotten a lot better too now. All the the it's sort of on the radar now, so that people have figured out ways to. That's what I've enjoyed most because mm-hmm. I'm a baker. Yeah. I always love doing that. Yeah. So finding, experimenting new recipes, and trying yeah. things out. Now, it's now fun. I'm a cook. I cook. I've always I cook most of my life and. I feel like bakers are the jazz musicians of cooking. <laughs> like you've got to be a precise cooker to bake. I, I don't even try it. I don't even call myself a baker. I, mean, <laughs> I used to do cake balls. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with Yeah. And that was what I used to do for the past few years. Okay. It's like a little side, a real side business. Yeah. But I mean, I loved it. Every holiday, I would come up with something and I'd make a whole bunch. I work at a school, so a lot of the teachers would buy for me. Right. And it was just a way to make some. Yeah. But um, 
it was just my happy zone. I'd stand in the kitchen for a couple days just dipping and making, and That's it was cool. just fun. That's and you, I, yeah. I probably miss that the most mm -hmm. now that I've transitioned yeah. to being a vegan. The actual process of cooking, of baking? Uh, well, just making cake balls themselves. Then like, that I particular make, item. I could do cake cupcakes, I can do a frosting, yeah. but to get a chocolate that is vegan-friendly, yeah. it's not easy to melt it into pieces as a dipping. Okay, so right. So I've just given that up. So really? Yeah, so I do miss it, but... Yeah. And yeah. in the beginning, I toyed with it, like, is it bad if I still want to make them? Even if I don't eat them, but is it bad for me to just still make them? Is there an emotional food? attachment or a shame thing attached to food? Um, I'd say it's like the morality kind of thing, because... Is like, that why you changed the way you eat? Can was, you sit closer to Victoria? Because you'll get picked up on the microphone if you... Well, it was just one document that my oldest daughter yeah. watched. Well, you're good. You can just put it, put it... Actually, keep it on you. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, one you watched a documentary? One document that's... As soon as I watched it, I just said, no more animals. I said I'd give up meat on because the Because of what it's doing, because the way they're treated as they're... It was, it, for me, it was just that one, it took one visual for me to say, done. But right. I, I, then I told her, I said, I don't know if I can let go of cheese, though. That's I what she a, said. I have a love affair with cheese. It goes so if you go to, I was at a party two days ago, and actually my ex-wife's house, and there was like four different types of cheeses, and a little knife, and a little mm -hmm. water crackers. I didn't, I mean, I didn't touch it. Yeah, so I said, I, go, I, don't think, I don't think I'm going to be able to do yeah. it. And yeah. then two weeks later, I come home, and Victoria's watching the same documentary. So I start watching it again, and then I go, okay, that's it. I'm done. That's cool. And just, so but you put not the, everybody can do that. It's, no, you know. but obviously animals or the way that you would treat another animal is more important to you than what you put in your stomach. That just blew me away. I heard that. I heard that some uh, people. I have a lot of friends from Mexico. That, the way that they'll kill, fly, they don't kill them. They'll open a the door, mm -hmm. and the whole family does things to try to get the fly out. And that's what I did. I'm yeah. sitting down in the living room just reading one morning, and he just kept buzzing around me, and I'm like, on it, and I'm like swinging at him, and then I finally just said, he's just trying to get out because he just kept going into the window. Uh huh. So I. Close to the door, I just yeah. walked over, opened the door, opened the screen, he flew out. I went, Oh my goodness, that's a first! <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> so it gives you joy to live this way, to be more, to have more um, intent in because in, because we didn't know it right when we were eating the thing, we didn't know that the chickens were in this coop and it's pitch dark and their beaks are chopped off. And it's easy to be disconnected from, yeah, certain things. We go to the store, and it's just all in, in cellophane, it's done for you, it's done for you, it's all sliced because I hunt, I, I don't hunt, I fish. You know, but so I know what it's like to eat a fish. You know, and um, I know that you have to kill that fish. That mm -hmm. you have to gut it, and you know. And people say that people that are hunting hunters are horrid people that they hate animals. But I feel like actually we have a connection to the animal because we see that for this protein <laughs> that, that you know we had to do this, and we have to think about that every time we eat a fish. We have to think we have that consequence. We can't just go get it in cellophane at the supermarket, mm -hmm. you know. And, and the way we hunt is way more, sim uh, not civil, is way less cruel than the way corporations raise meat. My goodness. It's, yes. mm -hmm. it's astounding. Yeah. It's, it's disturbing. disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. 
or milk, how they make milk. I didn't know about all that stuff. It's just mm-hmm. amazing how they make milk. I mean, but, the, but we were talking about how they're very powerful yes. entities, and this will, and this, you know, they, there's a lot of money in food. Oh, yes. You know. But it's a domino effect of what's in that food that's not natural as well, that then involves another huge corporation. So pharmaceutical just, stuff? Yeah. yeah. Right, because the companies that make food, they inject things in the animals so they don't get sick, so they can mm-hmm. sell it to you. Mm-hmm. They don't and care that we eat that. And there's just a mass producing of animals to feed everybody. It's not, it's not natural like it once used to be. Right, on a farm, and you have one pig, and mm-hmm. yeah, right, yep. or hunting. But even, you know, because like the whole grass-fed cow thing, like, you know, my brother's very big on, you know, but I bought grass-fed cow milk. <laughs> I'm like, that's cool, but when you think about it, like, Cow milk is meant for baby cow. Like when you think about how, like what it does to our bodies and how it speeds up, like our growth process as children. Like you, know, you look at a lot of younger girls these days, and they don't look 15. They look like they're 18, going on 21, possibly. Oh, is that right? And when you include like that could the, be a hormonal thing. Yeah, like when you really when you really think about it, like it's um whether that cow has been like injected with added hormones there's still an overwhelming amount of growth hormones in that milk by itself because that milk is made to turn a baby cow into a full-size cow oh because the size of that animal you're saying Mm -hmm. yeah we're smaller than we drink that and it's Mm -hmm. just like we're the only other species that drinks another species milk for nutrition right past when you're being you'd normally be weaned on human Mm -hmm. breast milk Mm -hmm. right right that's interesting yeah you guys are serious about this stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> this one is very serious. I tell her she's gonna, she's gonna, she's out to save the planet. Yeah, and I, I'm right there watching her. It's kind of neat to have that kind of passion oh, for the yes. way you live your life. That kind of intent. Mm-hmm. I think I had that when I was her age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think when you get older, you get kind of watered down and kind of. It's numbed. the system. Yeah. That does it. It's what it is. They it want really you to is. sort of be dumb about this stuff, don't they? Because mm-hmm. it means money in their pocket. Mm-hmm. So like we talked about um, taking away that individuality. It's like as you grow older, you know, you have to get a job to be able to support your family. Like you by default end up falling into that like line, but doesn't mean like your brain has to fall into that line too. It's like, you know, you but you end up going through the motions so many times, like by default, it's just like you, you end up being brainwashed by the system anyway. Right. Because it's just like, that's this is just how it works. That's how it has to be. Right. I mean, in this country, you're very revered if you're in debt, you know, and you have children, right? I mean, they and, and a job where you're going to be there for sure, for because then you're like a good feeder. You're going to give them money, tax mm-hmm. money, mm-hmm. whatever, and they like that. But if you're not that, if you're a rogue person who's, mm-hmm. you know, doing your own thing, then you pay more taxes and you mm-hmm. get punished for that. Mm-hmm. If you get in line, then you're good, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of the way it is. I don't. I don't this is not a political. Uh, <laughs> this is art. But I got into nutrition because you know she was talking about how it affected her healing. You know, having better food, and um, you know, it probably did really change the way you heal. I know that when I eat better, my nails change, mm-hmm. my hair changes, everything's thicker and stronger. Well, they say it only takes about two weeks for your system to fully like adapt to it and like be like revitalized by it. Yeah. Now, now, what do you eat for breakfast? Well, because we I was telling Victoria that I'm I'm one of those eggs mm-hmm. people and protein and 
And so sometimes, you know, I feel good when I eat protein. I feel more, I don't know, stable somehow. I don't know if it's in my mind or, you know. So what do you eat for breakfast? Well, I just got her hooked on my shake there. Oh, you're the shake person. Yeah. She makes a different shake, though, and this shake's equally as bomb. Yeah. What's your shake? So it's almond milk, bananas, yep. oats, hemp, chia, flax seeds, and almond butter. Almond butter? So yours is a little more rich. Mm, this is so good. <laughs> almond butter, I have to go find that. Where, is that. Where do you buy almond butter? I buy it at Costco because it's just more economical okay. for the amount that I go through. How much almond butter would you put in your shake? Well, the recipe said just to put a tablespoon, but yeah. I do like a giant heaping. Yeah, I mean, the recipe's just a guide, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. She doesn't follow any kind of recipe either. Yeah. You've been cooking a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always been a thing for me. Yeah. And that's it. Those are the ingredients. You don't do the three pieces. What do you, she has three pieces of fruit in hers? Or? Yeah, I put all kinds of different fruit. fruit. And the only reason she's doing them is because by default, because I'm kind of nursemaiding her. <laughs> so doing it all. So I'm like, I'm not about to make me mine and then wash everything up right. to make hers. So. Right. If you want to eat, kid, you're eating what I'm making. <laughs> that's what she said. That's why she sort of went this way, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's like, because last year she was contemplating moving out of state. Yeah. And she and she was like, I, don't, I, I changed my mind, Mom. I just, and I'm not saying this to toot me or whatever, but she's like, you're just, you're such a support system for me, Mom. And I don't know that I'm going to, I won't have that, you know, yeah. leaving. So yeah, that's like, good. So I'm sticking around. All you have is your family. Oh, yeah. She's one of my biggest supporters. Yeah. That's always. Wonderful. That's Unconditional wonderful. love. It's going to make a lifelong effect on her, that support. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, so now we still haven't got to dinner. What do we eat for dinner? <laughs> what Whatever we, we feel like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we but not, have not, a... not filet mignon. No. <laughs> no. Not Korean barbecue. We do a lot. I mean, it depends. It's kind of like whatever we're depends feeling. Depends how simple or how much involved I want to do something. Like I'm lazy, so it would be a good thing for me to eat if I want to have a vegan day. You know, like what, some simple veggie sandwich. Yeah. How do I make that? Well, you can get any kind of you bread that doesn't have scratch. dairy. You're gonna make it that's already ready. Sprouts does four dollar veggie sandwiches. Oh, you can buy them already made. Yeah, you can buy them. I'd made. rather make it from scratch. What do you? What's in it? What's in it? Oh, you well, whatever veggies. So roast I make some veggies. a good one, a ro- um, black bean and quinoa. Ooh. Um, there's my protein. Patty. But there's there's a little work involved. What do you do? How do you make the? I want to know how you make this. So it's making a pot of quinoa, chopping yep. up bell pepper. Yeah. Um, red, green, or yellow? I'm a red. Onion. Yeah, I like the red too. It's yeah, sweeter. I love red. Black beans are pre-cooked? Yeah, can, right out or of the can. Or even can, okay. Just drained and rinsed. Get, get all that salt out of there. Yeah. yeah. Um, mash them up, mix it all together. And you got to get dirty. You're just going to... Oh, that's fine. Mush it that's all the best up, utensil in the kitchen is your Form hand. it, <laughs> yeah. put it on a plate, you bake it in the oven. And it, how know. long? Like 350 for how long? Oh, gosh. I think it was like about 20 to 30 minutes because you let them... Get crispy on one side, flip over, and oh, do really? the other. Is it on I'm, oil I'm or a Pinterest fanatic? Yeah, I have. Pinterest gotten, is great, right? I've gotten so many recipes from Pinterest, or got it a base of a recipe, right? And then and you then, just make it your own. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. That sounds yummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could eat like yeah. ten of those. They're bomb. They're yeah. super good. And then put you could put like lettuce, tomato on it, right. and like avocado, mm-hmm. oh, or like yeah, whatever, be awesome. whatever bread. Avocado is a staple food. 
right? Yeah, like eat anything without avocado. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I mean, the avocado is the greatest. That sounds good. Our breakfast, part of our breakfast lately, because in the mornings now, instead of doing a smoothie, I do her shake. I drink my turmeric shake. Yeah. And then we eat two pieces of like toast with avocado and garlic salt on it. Oh, that's, two, that's awesome. I'd make that. Two yeah. slices of tomato and then a little bit of cracked pepper on it. And it's Ooh, yeah. like, oh my gosh, and it's it so rocks good. Her it's world. like the, my favorite yeah. thing in the world right now to eat. Have <laughs> you ever had an heirloom tomato sandwich? Yes. Mm hmm. Yeah, mm -mm. No, you should try that. They're amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, because before she would just like eat the avocado on the on the toast, yeah. and then I started putting because I'm I love tomatoes. You do. And then I was like, "Do you want tomatoes?" She's like, "Okay." And then she tried it, and she went, "Oh my gosh, mom!" It's amazing, huh? The flavoring of good tomatoes mm -hmm. is just amazing. It's I could like, just eat yeah. it like an apple. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you go to any, if you there's some place right here where they have a little farmers market, find the heirloom tomatoes. You know, they're the ones that are the big. Uh, you know, they're not symmetrical, mm -hmm. and they're, like, purple, and some are yellow, and but they got to be ripe. they got to be pretty soft when you get them. You slice those up, you know, put it on your toast, and a little cracked pepper and salt on there, and maybe a little basil. It's mm. pretty amazing. I mean, oh, my it's gosh. Just, it's almost like spaghetti. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's funny, though, because she doesn't like cherry tomatoes. I eat any type of tomato. Mm -hmm. I'm not... To you, cherries too acidic. No, no, no. Yeah, there's something about them. They're, the taste is too strong for me. Right. But well, heirloom are not that way. Heirloom are very low in acid. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. But before, yeah, I there were so many things before I would like never eat. Now we do a lot of roasted veggies too. Roasted veggies are amazing. I can oh yeah. Make, uh, I make a ton of those, and I can eat them almost all night long. Mm -hmm. like potato chips. Bowls of them. Yeah. <laughs> With yeah. Brussels sprouts in. I love Brussels. Sprouts. And I had I never had a Brussels sprout until last year. I love them. How do you make your Brussels sprouts? We always well, roast, roast them. them. We yeah. roast them with everything. So like a little oil in there? A little, a little salt and pepper it's on like top? It's like a combination of spices. Like toss oh, it all together. You have yeah. like a little go-to thing you already made, you kind of... I just, well, all the spices are separate, so I just... Okay. I got to the point now where I actually measure it so that I measure and mix all the spices first, so then as I, everything gets coated evenly. Right, put it for in. that consistency. Right. So, so you do that in a bag, or what do you... Just in a big bowl. In a bowl, you do that. Yeah. Right. Wow, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. that sounds good. Yeah, sometimes we'll just eat roasted veggies for dinner, or we'll make rice with it, too. And then right. roasted veggies and rice, and you can eat that, like, no tomorrow, and there's no guilt with it. <laughs> no, it's for, it's for sure. I mean, you watch Star Wars and just eat, like, and have you, I was asking Victoria about, because um, you were a cheese person, did you ever go that route with the, uh, uh, what's it called? You're saying nutritional yeast? Nutritional yeast. I do like it. Yeah, I do that on my popcorn sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I don't... I it doesn't only, taste like cheese. Right, no, no. You just have to... It's a different thing. It's, it is, and it's not for everybody. No. But it's certain foods I just like to put it on top of but mm -hmm. and then I'll just go through a phase like I've had some in the pantry and I haven't actually touched it for a couple months right so. right and it, it just keeps depends what I'm doing so much salt in there have you done any soups or anything like that or what about oh, hot yeah. foods we do a lot of we, soup we are soup lovers and it I doesn't matter too. if it's 100 degrees outside <laughs> right soup. it's so amazing right yeah what kind of soup do you make as a vegetarian the simplest soup is the quinoa black bean veggie soup. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, so, and we get easy. these like little veggie cube broths. They're like boolean cubes yeah. from Sprouts. They're, they have like a mix of three of them. They have not beef broth cubes, not chicken broth, and then just veggie. Yes, right, like a veggie broth, mm -hmm. like a veggie stock. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Right. So just use that, and she cooks quinoa in it, like a can of tom uh, diced, diced tomatoes, tomatoes. Yeah, that's black amazing. beans. Oh, man. I mean, that's veggies. hearty. Yeah. 
and it's so good and it's it's easy it's, it's really simple. satisfying yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. yeah well, and you then, guys have me almost convinced mm-hmm. I have to maybe go lentils. to lentils I never Disney. discovered lentils till last year really I said how mm-hmm. have I I didn't grow up my mother never made them when I was married I never knew about them I was never exposed to them so mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I discover them and I go I've been missing out on life they're amazing huh <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah. I, I grew up with John Stamilson. That's one of the things he makes for me when I go to his house once in a while is lentil soup. Mm-hmm. It's the most amazing mm-hmm. thing, lentil soup, you know. Yeah. Simple. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite things that she makes. Yeah. Mm. It's like lentil, it's lentil kale, and, kale and potatoes. Oh, yeah, potatoes are amazing. Yeah. Like, if you eat lentil, kale, but potato, you're not hungry for, like, no. five no. hours. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's So good. Yeah. Well, this is going to be hungry. I'm going to I'm going to go home and you know, I'm going to cook some stuff. I, you know, stop at the uh, where do you shop for the vegetables? Is is the is there a, anywhere? Or? I'm a lot at I do a lot at Sprouts. It's just yeah. Sprouts, Trader Joe's, Aldi. It's friendly. Right. right. The farmers markets kind of more markets. We try to eat more organic too. Yeah. I prefer to. You guys eat, go to the like, farmer market at all on Sundays just or Saturdays? Depends on our or? schedule. Yeah. Well, yeah. So what we're doing. Sometimes they have some fresh orange juice or whatever mm-hmm. fruits in season. I think right now it's, uh, I think peaches are going out and maybe, um, well, it's too early for apples, but there's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, I do that. So, so well, well, thanks for uh, sharing this with me. No problem. Thanks for yeah. having me, Ken. Yeah, and thanks Appreciate for the stickers, too. Of course, yeah. Yeah, keep, uh, keep in contact and let me know how things go. And, yes, definitely. You know, mm-hmm. and we'll see you soon. Turn this off.